0: Whether you're the casual hockey observer or the epitome of a Rabbit Hawks fan, Black Hawks Live answers all your
1: questions. It's just been a good sign this year that they all seem to be having fun getting along and working hard. I love those three things together.
0: Joe Brand delivers the news, notes, and everyday gossip from the Madhouse on Madison. Here's Joe Brand. Allow me to correct myself. Apparently during the tease I had mentioned that Santa Claus isn't coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town, as Brendan Rook, the producer of John Landecker, had corrected me with. But so is Alex Ovechkin. The great eights of the Washington Capitals will be at the United Center tomorrow night, taking on the Chicago Blackhawks, as he is just three goals away from becoming the third NHL player to reach 800 in his career. How's it going, everyone? I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live. Our producer is Jack Heinrich. We've got Taylor Raddish joining the show later on, but a lot to get to tonight. As the Blackhawks are finally back somewhat, they've got some guys that are off the injury list. Earlier today, Peter Mrazek, Blackhawks goaltender, was taken off injured reserve. He is slated to start in net tomorrow night against the Washington Capitals, and then head coach Luke Richardson also said that Tyler Johnson will be returning, and that's a huge step for the offense.
1: Kind of really helps uh, kind of set, you know, especially the top six forwards, and uh, kind of puts... Uh, it gives us options, for sure, for one thing, but I think he's going to help on the power play. He's going to help out just with some veteran leadership and, uh, you know, winning experience and settle things down when things get uh, a little bit rocky, and uh, just another guy in that role helps. So, uh, you know, a, he, uh, he's a smart player who can play in all situations, so, you know, other than maybe putting him on defense, we could use him anywhere and be very uh, happy to have him back.
0: So clearly, the Blackhawks are still on a bit of a rough stretch, only picking up one game over their almost entire last month. I should say one win over their last entire last month. But uh, this has been a team that's been missing a couple of big pieces and a team that continues to stay in games. Uh, Over the last three games, they have been outscored 9-1, but the stellar work of Arvid Soderblom has made it competitive contests. And I've mentioned this a few times in the past, that he's kind of been the saving grace in terms of allowing this team to still stay competitive in games. And that's actually something we talk about with Taylor Radish, of how this team, how the majority of this roster stays energized, stays motivated to play and compete in games even when they might be overmatched and that should be the case tomorrow night against the Washington Capitals but once again we've seen this Blackhawks team be able to compete with very very solid talented teams and for Tyler Johnson it's been a long way back and it's great to see him back on the ice he had a a couple of returns to practice and morning skates with the team but a few of them honestly ended up becoming setbacks because he would go out there things would look good it looked like He was going to be returning sooner rather than later. However, it was the contact that Luke Richardson and the rest of the coaching staff in Blackhawks' front office was worried about because your ankle is a very sensitive part of your body when you play hockey, and Tyler Johnson explains why.
2: Ankles are tough, especially in hockey. I mean, if I was playing basketball or football or any other sport besides putting your ankle in a boot um you know I, I would have been back a long time ago so i uh it's one of those things that uh you know guys that have it playing hockey they always said it's one of the worst injuries to have and i never really understood that until i had it and it's, it is really annoying he just some days you just don't really know so um you know kind of just kind of lingers a little bit but uh no, I, I feel really good. The last week has been um, by far none the, the best that I've felt. So it's uh, continually progressing,
0: and that's like I said, all you can really ask for. I know the coaching staff's been kind of cautious with your contact in this whole recovery process. How comfortable do you feel out there in terms of contacting with other people?
2: Yeah, the last couple days I've done a lot more, and I, I feel good. One of those things that before when I was skating, I felt great, felt 100%. But then once contact rolled around, it was a little bit tougher because you know your body's just not ready ready for the ankles shifting and stuff. But now it uh, now feels a lot better. So it's, uh, like I said, just all you could ask for.
0: So hopefully tomorrow is the return for Tyler Johnson because, again, most importantly, it just allows this Blackhawks team to get back to full form and, and get back to the type of hockey that they want to play As an entire unit with each one of their pieces. We've talked about it before. Luke Richardson. I take that back. Kyle Davidson constructed this roster and built it the way it is to try and outwork teams because often they're not going to be outskilled or rather they will be outskilled. They're they're kind of lacking in those circumstances. So it takes hard-working goals in order for them to pick up some offense. And unfortunately, lately, it's been more of the Blackhawks looking for a lucky bounce or one good play to turn things and give them their jolt of energy. The last game against the Winnipeg Jets, it wasn't quite there in the first period. They were able to weather the storm. They were only down one nothing to Winnipeg. But it took until the second period for them to get going. Once it happened, they played a pretty solid 40 minutes, very physical against the Winnipeg Jets. You still see a lot of team camaraderie with this team, which I think is very important and very good. But you still need to combine that for a full 60 minutes in order for this team to start picking up some wins. Especially when a team like Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals come to town. Again, Ovechkin sits three goals away from 800 in his career. He's picked up four goals in his last three games. And what I want to know from you, the listener, 312 you can call or you can text. Are you okay with Alex Ovechkin picking up three goals tomorrow night? Not saying it's going to happen, but it could. And the other funny thing is... Alex Ovechkin's last four goals have all come in empty net fashion. Two of them against the Philadelphia Flyers over the weekend. And the Flyers weren't too thrilled about Ovechkin's second empty net goal. And I want to know that from you, too. As a Blackhawks fan, if you go to that game, I'm sure you're excited to see Alex Ovechkin because you know who wouldn't be excited to see one of the best players on the planet right now in live, in real person, but are you frustrated if Ovechkin is fishing for those extra empty net goals? I'm not. And I'll tell you why after the break. But are you frustrated by a player who's gunning for history, cashing in on empty net goals? 312 7200 We'll take your calls. We'll take your text next. And we'll also hear from a few other Blackhawks here on Blackhawks Live, 720 WGN. Alex Ovechkin is trying to join Wayne Gretzky and Gordie Howe. As just the third NHL player to pick up 800 in his NHL career. I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live. Jack Heinrich is our producer here on 720 WGN. The segment is sponsored by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet you get. We don't have any odds on Alex Ovechkin scoring a goal tomorrow night, but if you think that the Blackhawks and Capitals will combine for over six goals which I would go ahead and do that. That's a payout of minus 110, so just something to keep an eye out for. But Alex Ovechkin's last four goals have come in empty net fashion. He had two against the Philadelphia Flyers last weekend, and the Flyers weren't too thrilled about it. They were down, I forget what the score was, maybe I can pull it up quickly, but they were they were down by, I think, two goals, and then they pull the goalie, and Ovechkin nets two of them. And one of the Flyers players had something to say to Ovechkin after that second one was scored. But I, I, I don't agree with that. I just don't. And if you disagree with me, 312 you can call or you can text. But I mean, this is a guy searching for history. And I get it. Empty net goals are somewhat undefended, but not entirely. And if your team is that upset that you're allowing Alex Ovechkin to get multiple empty net opportunities... Well, then don't lose the game. 4-1. to one. That was the final score. They were down 2-1 when they pulled the goalie. Ovechka made it 3-1 and then 4-1. So don't keep the goalie pulled then if you're that upset. And I mean, this kind of mirrors the baseball argument about players or hitters smacking a home run and then flying the bat, and making a bat flip. Man, that was horribly grammatically put together. Flipping their bat after hitting a home run, and pitchers are upset. And I don't even love the argument of, okay, if if you don't like the bat flip, then don't give up the home run. I'm more on the side of, okay, if he flips his bat, then I'm going to do a cartwheel off the mound, and you can't do anything about it. So again, I have that same type of argument heading into the hockey conversation of netting empty net goals. And again, it's Alex Ovechkin. If it's some other guy, if it's some rookie or something... I don't think it's that big of a deal, but if it's somebody going for a hat trick, I'm I'm cool with that, too. I mean, let's face it, you get paid for production, you get paid for the numbers that you put up, and your legacy is part of that, too, when you're talking about Alex Ovechkin, so heck yeah, I'm going to go for the empty net goal twice in a game. Now, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night at the United Center. Again, four goals in his last three games. But uh, one of the conversations with a few of the Blackhawks today after their practice at Fifth Third Arena, just a few blocks south of the United Center, was, you know, what is the atmosphere like going against Alex Ovechkin in a game like this? It's it's going to be a nationally televised broadcast. So again, the local broadcast will be right here on 720 WGN. But there's going to be a lot of eyes on the game and a little bit of just extra tension with the Great Eight being in the building. And here is... Tyler Johnson and Mackenzie Entwistle talking about just that.
2: Yeah, I mean he's obviously an unbelievable player, and you know it's always I want to say fun playing against him because it's a challenge, but you know it's never really fun because uh, you know his talent, his shot, it's just um, so elite that uh, he makes it very difficult in everything that you do. So um, you know he's uh, torched uh, my team and my career quite a few times. So we we gotta play him hard, but it's uh, very cool to see the, you know the success he's having and you know just his name keep going up on those record books and uh you know it's pretty cool to be playing. it's pretty crazy for us i think
3: we have to limit his chances offensively obviously we know he's sure most guys know that he's three away so um obviously we, we probably don't really want that to happen against us so for us it's it, taking it like any other game i think um you know we, we uh, obviously we know he can score goals we know he can he has a, a crazy one timer and you know so I, I think for us it's limiting his chances keeping him on the outside and and uh you know playing hard and, and, and above those guys
0: Again, that's Tyler Johnson and Mackenzie Entwistle. Jack Heinrich is our producer here on Blackhawks Live. And Jack, I ask you the question, are you a fan of Alex Ovechkin doing everything he possibly can to pick up more and more goals, even if that entails netting a couple of empty netters?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, at the end of the year, they're great on their production. And Ovechkin's an older player, but a younger player, you get three, four empty net goals. That could be a difference in millions of dollars. So he's chasing history. It's kind of... I think kind of like the basketball argument, if you dunk on a breakaway and you're up by 10, um, should you just pull it out and triple out the clock in the last seconds? They had that earlier this week in New Orleans. Um, but it's kind of like he's chasing history. He's got a chance to go stop him if he's going towards the net. I mean, if you're going to pull the goalie, it gives him an extra chance. He scored so many harder go- goals. So I agree with you. It's it's okay if he goes for that. I If you're going to the game tomorrow as a Hawks fan, I personally wouldn't Want him to get the hat trick because that's against my team. I mean, you might look back years later and you're at that team at the, you're like at that game. He got 800 goals. Like you know that was
0: pretty cool. But Uh, what what if you're a Blackhawks fan heading into that game and the Hawks win four three, but Ovechkin gets the hat trick? Well, that's that's the best of all worlds. I would think so too. It's interesting you bring up the basketball argument though, because maybe that's a better comparison. But the dunk when being up by a good margin when you could just Mm -hmm. that that's more insult to injury. But if you if you put in a layup, it might even be more insulting. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> that's almost like taunting. Um, and, and maybe the bat flip isn't a good comparison too, because I I, I when you hit a home run, that's still a, a one-on-one competition. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess maybe it's it's like the fact of when a position player comes into pitch, mm-hmm. you know, it's easier to smack a home run. It's easier to sco- score a goal when there's no goaltender there. But again, with what he's going for. I, I see no harm in it. I was I really either. surprised to see the Flyers get so bent out of shape by right. that. Uh, we heard from Mackenzie Entwistle about Alex Ovechkin. Mackenzie Entwistle also brought up something earlier today, too. Uh, it stemmed from last week when I was talking to Taylor Radish, who was playing on the same line with Lucas Reichel. And everyone keeps talking about how well Lucas Reichel fits into an NHL locker room. And it's, his personality is a big part of that. It just seems like he's outgoing. He's got a good personality. It's it's friendly. It's positive. It's upbeat. And uh, I'm sorry, there was actually Jason Dickinson I was talking to. And he was saying that it's no surprise that Reichel's able to fit in so well because a lot of young guys on this team are able to do that. And Mackenzie Yentwistle is one of them. If we're able to play that right now,
3: you know it's a, a young NHL now. I think um, you know there's uh, it's, it's it's nice that you know a Taser a Taser's very open about you know he you know obviously he wears the C and and uh, he's very vocal, but um, you know I, I think he's very big in other people leading and and uh, you know when a younger guy or or somebody that doesn't speak up a, a ton um, speaks up and, and says something, I think that can go a long way instead of always hearing it from the captains. Um, so you know he's he's made that pretty open and clear to. To the young players, and that kind of makes us comfortable. And um, you know, obviously, just being around the team every single day and, and uh, being with these guys in the in the dressing room, you build a relationship. And um, you know, it's just been fun. It's been uh, we got, we got a lot of characters in the room, and and uh, you know, Reichs is Reichs has, Rikes has uh, been around camps and stuff. So we've we've and, and obviously played a ton of games with us. So he's uh, he's, uh, he's he's a great kid. He's he's funny. He's uh, energetic, and and it's always good to see him uh, see him and, and play with him.
0: Do you feel like that's always been your locker room personality Throughout your hockey career, or has that improved since coming here?
3: Yeah, no. I think I've always been kind of a, a happy-go-lucky guy. I think um, you know, I think it's it's fun to play. It's fun to come in, and, and uh, you know, there, there could be a lot of there's there's tons of uh, worse jobs, you know. So um, for me, I just look at it every day as, as uh, come in, have fun, work hard, and um, you know, we're here for we're here for you know, max four hours a day. So um, you know, for me, just come in, enjoy, work hard, get uh, get something out of the day, and, and then. Uh, uh, you know, you, you get to rest uh, later at night. So, um, for me, it's it's always just being about having fun and, and uh, enjoying enjoying being with the guys in, in the dressing room like, making jokes, making making guys laugh, playing little games, and um, you know, we got we got a, a bunch of that in, in this dressing room.
0: I'm a big Mackenzie End whistle fan, and a big reason of it is who he is as a person. Last year, Alex DeBrinket would always go up to him and just kind of shove his face <laughs> into the glass because they were buddies. They played in the OHL together, but. Uh, Mackenzie Unwistle understood the situation. He even said, he's like, I can't do anything to you. They're going to they're gonna kick me out of here if, if I fight back against Alex Dabrinkit. But what he said about Jonathan Taves making sure the rookies, the young guys, feel comfortable about speaking up in the locker room, I think is huge. I think that's, that's a, a huge layer that hasn't been uncovered yet. We all know how great of a leader Jonathan Taves is, but the fact that he allows other people to be leaders in that instance in year one of a rebuild... That's got to be crucial for this Blackhawks team. And I'm glad Mackenzie Enwistle brought that up because it does make a lot more sense of why those young guys feel so comfortable and why these guys are so competitive in even though it is year one of a rebuild. Taylor Radish tells us more about that next, but first got to get to the news with Kevin Wells. Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN.
2: Janssen Fialby with a nice defensive play. Reaches in with a stick to knock the puck back to the point. Kept in. And Radish got it in the front. Shoots and scores! Well, Kurosev kept the play alive just inside the Jets line at the left point. He fired toward the Jets net, and it was stopped for a moment, but there was Radish to take it away from Janssen Fjallby and fires it in behind Reddick. No shutout tonight. It's 2-1 Winnipeg.
0: Welcome back to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN Radio. We're talking with Blackhawks forward Taylor Radish. And Taylor, are you excited to see your old buddy Dylan Schrohm tomorrow against Washington?
1: Yeah, it would be nice to see him. He's uh, obviously someone I've known for, for a very long time back to playing junior hockey, so it's nice to I guess uh, see him back here for, for the first time since being short teammates there last year so it's going to be cool to see him and uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun to play get a good capital C Yeah good team and he's off to a pretty good start too have you been keeping tabs with him at all? Yeah a little bit, He's uh, I talked to him earlier in the year and he's uh, he's doing well, he's playing some a lot of minutes there and uh, playing on I, guess, I think he's still in the first power play so it's uh, a lot of a lot of opportunity for him and uh, yeah, he's been playing well, he's been scoring, finding their guys and he's uh someone
0: we have to watch on the power play for sure obviously you had that erie otters connection with him uh looking at your hockey db i also noticed that you played with your brother with the erie otters what was that experience like because it sounded like you guys just missed out on an opportunity to do it at the NA- the nhl level yeah we
1: it was awesome playing there with him it was uh always everyone says it's always the best thing but it's you get a little nerve wracking when it's it's your brother it's a little different than uh, a teammate but at the at the end of the day, it was a lot of fun for us and for our family. It was a lot, really easy to kind of just be together for for a couple of years and for the parents to watch one game instead of two. And we actually last year got lucky with with Tampa. He got called up and at near the near the end there, and he uh, he got into his first couple of games with me, and that was uh, a lot of fun for us and and our family as well. What do you think about your hockey background growing up when when you think about it with your brother? Um, I yeah, just think about i've kind of always followed everything he's done with where we played uh minor hockey to junior and everything i've always kind of been the guy i looked up to and he's actually his first pro team he signed with was rockford so it was kind of that was kind of cool and uh yeah i've kind of followed everywhere he's went and been on the same teams he's played for and i guess vice versa for him too now he's with tampa and with with syracuse so it's been uh pretty cool for the both of us to to kind of be in the same areas
0: and the the same organizations your goal over the weekend uh, against Winnipeg—it's kind of an example of what this team is offensively. It's hard-working opportunities. It's it's generated chances by the um, hard work that the offense puts in. What's been the biggest difference about that compared to last year? You know, that's the way you guys score goals.
1: Yeah, we're we're a team that's going to have to work every night, and for us to get our chances, we're going to have to turn the pucks over and uh, kind of force their D to make tough plays and. I feel like that's that's our goal with this team is to, we don't have, I guess we have high end skill, but we have guys like myself that we're going to get our opportunities off of turning the puck over. And I feel like with that one uh, the other night, it was a nice play by Khrushchev, just supporting our defenseman high and and just uh, making it tough on the, them to get out of the zone. And he got the puck in and I got a, a lucky chance just kind of stripping their forward and getting a quick shot off, so. That's kind of like you said. That's our, it's our identity is we want to be want to be stripping the D and kind of making it very hard on them. And that's uh, something we got to continue to do. And
0: with you being such a big role with that, what do you like about your role here with the Blackhawks organization right now? You've got some security. You're obviously getting a lot of playing time, and it, it just seems like a good fit for you from the outside. And what are you liking about your presence here right now? Yeah, just coming in here last year, I was kind of
1: given an opportunity to showcase myself a little bit. Just I didn't pl- I didn't play a lot in Tampa. I was they have a really skilled and a lot of guys where I'm not going to get a lot of ice so it was kind of just coming here and prove myself and yeah just coming into this season I kind of felt like I'd get a good opportunity to keep proving myself and uh, yeah just got to continue to be consistent and that's my my biggest thing just keep working hard every day and um, yeah good things will happen I feel like I if I keep sticking with that mindset and every day just coming in showing myself and and showing them I can play those type of minutes just got to continue to do that and just be consistent like I said how you like in Chicago? It's been a lot of fun. It's it's a pretty pretty cool city to be a to be in and uh, to play for the Blackhawks. Blackhawks so far, it's been a lot of fun for me and yeah, it's it's been a pretty cool time being here for sure. What do you like most about it? I think you just kind of growing up outside of the city in Toronto. Just other than hockey, I guess growing up outside of Toronto, I never really was into in the big city there. So um, to finally live in a I guess it's. I think mean, it's probably even bigger than Toronto, honestly, and I don't really know. But um, it's just been a lot of fun to kind of a different, a different kind of life than back home, and um, I guess everything here so far for me is for me and um, my girlfriend have been a lot of fun,
0: and it's it's been uh, pretty cool for us. You kind of consider yourself a big city guy now, or, or do you just like the little escape from maybe yourself right now? I think it's a good change and a good balance. Just going back
1: home to living it, kind of in the country, to back into the big city when once hockey starts and it's i guess it's i'm kind of not really picky with either or
0: but it's been a lot, it's been fun to, to live in a city for sure talk with taylor radish here on blackhawks live anything about the city that surprised you you weren't quite sure of until you got here i didn't know the food was as
1: good as it was <laughs> i know first that was one of the first things that someone said and i know a lot of the guys like to go for dinner so that's been it's been uh has been a plus and I feel like I haven't really hit a bad restaurant, and I've been trying new ones, so it's, it's a pretty good sign about the city too. You got any favorite spots? I think uh, a lot of the guys like Gibson's Italia and Maple and Ash, and all those, and I, a lot of good Italian spots for sure. Which I'm not complaining about because I eat pasta probably too much right now with the hockey season, and uh, yeah. But I feel like you just gotta keep finding
0: them, and the, just I don't know, there's got to be a bad one somewhere, but I haven't found one yet. Um, this Blackhawks team with with Luke Richardson, what he's in here doing right now, what do you like about his presence? Before he came here, there were just so many compliments about him, so many people inside the game right now, outside the game, just having good things to say about him. What was some of your interpretations? What had you been hearing about him, and how does it compare to getting to be to play underneath him? Yeah, I've kind of, coming into this season,
1: I I never met him before, and I guess just... When he first came into training camp, all, I think it was Max Domi and a couple of the guys were talking about how, uh, how good of a person he was and how, how good of a coach he was. And I feel like just finally meeting him and getting the season going and almost 30 games in now, just kind of seeing his way. He's a, he's a player's coach. He's someone who, when you come in every day, he's, he's um, got a positive mindset on everything. And when you you need to learn some things or you need to teach some things, he'll teach you. And I feel like... Um, yeah for me he's he's been great with me and everything little little things here and there to help me out and to what he wants me to do and at the end of the day he's gonna he'll support you and i feel like he's been a a a player's coach that way for sure
0: how much does that transparency help because that's the other thing everyone talks about how he's he's very direct and he, he just treats everyone with a lot of respect yeah it's that's awesome i feel like as a
1: as a player there's you're gonna you've seen so many different coaches throughout your career but when you get that and someone who's who's like you said direct and kind of wants the best for you it's it's cool to see and it's i feel like he really gets his message out there and and i feel like that goes a long a long way for for a guy like myself and i like the the positivity and things like that i feel like it's very helpful and um it's something he he really uh
0: really shows us and i and i really like it even when this team goes through rough stretches, it doesn't seem like they lack positivity. It seems like there's hard-working practices, there's still energy in the building. Um, wh- where does that come from, and, and how easy is it for you to stay motivated out there?
1: Yeah, I think it's just the, the mindset that our coaches have, have showed us. It's just kind of focus on focus on the next day, and I feel like they a lot of the games so far this season, even though we've lost, I don't know how many in the, the recent month, but we there was games where we were going through stretches where we were right in every every game and I feel like other than the last two in New York and I think the last couple against Winnipeg, I feel like other than those four games, we've, we've had some pretty good chances to win and I feel like our coaches have done a pretty good job at, at letting us know that and that we're right there and we just got to play a full 60 minutes and even that one Dallas game, we played 50, 55 out of 60 and we ended up losing that game. So there's been a lot of games where we've been right there and I feel like our, our coaches have been direct where they need to be and at the same time they, they they keep a light with us and they want us to come in every day and have fun and just to continue to work hard and um, get better every day.
0: Wrapping things up with Taylor Radish here on Blackhawks Live. What's something that Hawks fans might not know about Taylor Radish? What do you like to do in your free time? Any any special skills out there that people don't know about? Um, free time, I guess in Chicago or just kind of
1: maybe walking around the city and going out for dinners and like we were talking about earlier just trying new restaurants but i guess back home kind of really into golf and fishing those are two two things i like to do in my in the summer and um i guess a little bit here i did put a little bit of golf before it got cold but i got a i guess a simulator my my condo building so that's something i maybe could hit up so it's kind of nice to have that amenity there so um yeah i guess that's a little couple facts that i have about me you ever golfed with Sam Lafferty? I hear he's quite the golfer. I have a couple times, and he's a pretty good golfer, yeah. I think he I think he played in college or something like that, so he's had the practice for it for sure. So you still need to hit up the simulator until you get to his level, huh? Yeah, he's maybe got him now when he's rusty and <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, right off that back injury to try him out, so maybe get a couple strokes on him. <laughs> Taylor,
0: thanks a bunch. Awesome. Thank you very much. That's Taylor Reg. We'll have more Blackhawks Live coming up next, 720 WGM. Wrapping up Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN, along with Jack Heinrich, I'm Joe Brand. Just one other note, that John Williams' Virtual Kettle Day is always one of the best days on the air here at WGN Radio. I had a blast the past couple of years. Uh, David Hochberg had volunteered myself to uh, participate in a few of those one year I had to get a haircut the other year I had to shave off my mustache and apparently someone from the 630 area code is enjoying the fact that I'm back with the mustache because it mimics a strong 70s hockey culture, so I guess I appreciate that. Um, but yes, in all honesty, always a great day for John John Williams' Virtual Kettle Day, just one of the best days in WGN radio. This last segment is sponsored by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program as we get to the business of hockey. As the World Junior Championships have announced their roster for Team Canada. and There are a handful of Blackhawks on the roster with Kevin Korczynski, Ethan Del Mastro, Nolan Allen, and Colton Duck all being named to Canada's roster for the World Junior Championship. Ryan Green was not. He was originally on the roster and uh, made some noise, but unfortunately didn't make it. It's always a very stacked roster. Uh, for the World Juniors. And uh, just another note as we're talking about a few Blackhawks prospects, I do want to bring up Lucas Reichel's previous week because he did join the NHL team up in New Jersey last Wednesday and kind of uh, an abrupt appearance for him to make his NHL debut. Jonathan Taves didn't participate in morning skate that day. He didn't play due to illness. It was a game-time decision, but it sounded like the Blackhawks were pretty quick to call up Reichel, who was just actually on the East Coast with the Rockford Ice Hogs. So he went back to Chicago and then quickly hopped on a plane and joined the team over at the Prudential Center. But what came the following day, Reichel was sent right back down to Rockford. He joined the team to take on the Milwaukee Admirals the very next day. And he had quite a game. He had the game-tying goal in the third period. And that goal ended up being the only goal allowed by Nashville's top goaltending prospect in Yaroslav Oskarov. Uh Skarv was just recently named the goaltender of the week in the AHL for stopping 60 of 61 shots. And the lone goal he did not stop was Lucas Reichel's equalizer in the third period of that game. Now, Askarov actually had the puck in his glove, and then it just popped out and went to the back of the net. And the Ice Hogs tied it with about five and a half minutes left in regulation. They went through overtime, and they went to the shootout. And Dylan Wells, who was goaltending that night, for the Ice Hogs, had a solid performance as well. Only coughed up one goal, and he was perfect in the shootout. And Lucas Reichel scored the only goal in the shootout. Then against Askarov, and that one, if you haven't seen that highlight, Yaroslav Askarov is coming out of the net. He's at the bottom of the hash marks, in between the circles, and Lucas Reichel just flips it right over him. And it was pretty funny too, because. They had asked Reichel after the game, you know, what was going through that process, that decision-making, to shoot shoot it the way you did. And he's like, well, he was having such a good game. He was that far out. I figure I'll just flip it. And he did, and it worked, and the Ice Hogs won. Great shootout victory. Unfortunately, they lost their next two games to the Iowa Wild. Another shootout loss to the Iowa Wild, where, ironically, Lucas Reichel had the only shootout goal in that game as well. And then, unfortunately, on Saturday night, they coughed up a lead in the third period, and Iowa won again. But it's a good Rockford team down there. It's a fun team. It's exciting. And you ask a lot of the guys. We heard from Jackson Stauber on the last Blackhawks Live, or maybe we played it during one of the postgame shows. But he was mentioning how energized guys are to come up from there because they're getting a lot of quality playing time. They're playing a lot of good hockey and competitive hockey. And it gets them you know, pretty energized or motivated to stay on task and do what they need to do. So once they come up to the NHL level, it's just a little bit more incentive to continue doing what they're doing. And again, with the whole Lucas Reichel conversation about keeping him down in Rockford rather than pulling him up to the NHL level, again, the whole point is he's getting quality top six minutes in terms of being one of the main forwards down there. And he gets time in the power play and he gets to play those quality minutes. That's why the Blackhawks chose to bring him up rather than some depth guy when Jonathan Taves went down because it was an opportunity for Reichel to fill those roles and fill those holes. And I think that was a good move by the Hawks to do that in that instance, to you know, kind of remind everybody and Re- Reichel himself that they're not just pulling Reichel's chain. They're not just keeping him down there for the heck of it. They have a plan. They have incentive to keep him down there. Again, tomorrow night, it's a late puck drop. 8 o'clock it's scheduled. It'll probably be closer to 8.10, but we'll have the pregame show for you at 7.30 right here on 720 WGN. Alex Ovechkin coming to town, and the Blackhawks still with a whole bunch of games at the United Center. Five of their next six. That's going to do it for Blackhawks Live. Big thanks to Jack Heinrich, Taylor Radish, Mackenzie Entwistle, Tyler Johnson, and everyone else with the Blackhawks as well. Kevin Wells has your news next. After that, it's John Landecker. We'll talk to you tomorrow night from the United Center on 720 WGN.